Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, okay, we can do this live. You're listening to the dollop! <laughs> this is a bi-weekly American history podcast. Each week, I, drinker of Perrier, lover of pillows, Jesus. muscled man Dave Anthony, Dave. reads a story from American history to his friend, Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. <laughs> How'd I do? How'd we do? You weren't good. I was great. All right. Well, uh, we're doing a little Instagram video now, so this is a weird intro. But uh, look, there's Jose. loves the fan. Yeah. Uh, fan the fan. Uh, hey, what are you hey, doing? Hey, pause off the last. What one, are you bro. doing, Jose? Who would do that to a fan? That's a dumb cat. It's not fair. God, you want to look at a dude? I'll do one buck. <laughs> people say this is funny? Not Gary Gara. Dave, okay. Someone or something is tickling people. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tickling Podcast. Okay. You are Queen Fakie of Made Up Town. All hail Queen Shit of Liesville. A bunch of religious virgins go to mingle. And do what? Pray. Hi, Gary. No. Nicely done, my friend. No. No. <laughs> Oh my god, look at this picture of Fosdick. <laughs> He's the best. He's the fucking greatest. Was <laughs> he so with great. a pelican? Fosdyke and a pelican. Alright. <laughs> By the way, uh, Fos- uh, our, our, uh, our shirts and uh, other things you can buy with our art that is done by James Fosdyke can only be found on Redbubble. There's another asshole who puts up art on different sites. Do not ever buy from that douchebag. Um... Uh, who puts up James art? The guy fucking grabs James art and throws it oh, up in different places. I didn't know only Redbubble, only James Fosdyke's account, uh, or else you're stealing from James Fosdyke and us. Um, even though you don't know it, and but you know still, what we do to thieves, you're still don't you? criminally liable. We cut off you know their what hands. We do to thieves, right? Cut off their hands. Their hands are goners. Gone, Gonzo. February fifth, seventeen twenty-five. Fun time. James Otis was born in West. Oh, I'm going to say it wrong. Great. Barnes attitude. Yeah, well, you're from Massachusetts. I'm You've not spent from time Massachusetts. there. I've spent time there. Yeah, I went to college there. Barnstable? 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 I don't it's, know. It's spelled like Barnstable. So Let's I'm go with Barnstable. I'm sure that's not how Barnstable. it's Barnstable. Yeah. Barnstable. Dude, it's Barnstable. That sounds about right. He was the second of uh, 13 children, though the first one died as an infant, and a lot of them died. Let's be honest. It's, yeah. It's the 1700s. Yeah. His father was a well-known attorney and militia officer. Okay. Politician also. Sure. Uh, when he was just 14, Otis enrolled in Harvard. And when he was 14? Yeah, but I think that's pretty normal back then. So, I mean, you're, you know, you're going you're gonna to die at 40. Right. So, so, I mean, yeah. 14, that's when you College do College at 14. We're all Doogie Hauser back then. Uh, yeah, we're all Doogie Hauser back and then. And I'm the only person making Doogie Hauser comparisons in history. Okay. Um, Dan Carlin does it all the time. I've always respected him. He graduated from Harvard in 1743. So how old is he then? Uh, he would be 18. Okay, sure. And then practiced law briefly in Plymouth. Uh, and in 1750, he moved to Boston, where he quickly became a very well-respected lawyer. Okay. So he's killing it. He's, I mean, I, I hate to keep going back to the Doogie well, but it's not dry. He's the Doogie Hauser of law. 
He developed a reputation as an eloquent defense lawyer and successfully defended accused pirates in Nova Scotia. Okay. Yeah. And young men in Plymouth accused of rioting on Guy Fawkes Day. Writing or rioting? Rioting on Guy Fawkes. Did I say writing? No, but it's, you know, it's one of those words. Rioting. Rioting. Yeah. And you're spelling that (laughs) W-R-I-T-I-N-G? He was the type of lawyer who would defend petty crimes of poor whites and indentured servants as well as property disputes of the rich. Okay. So he's not just working for the rich. He's like, I'll help all people. Okay. A biographer wrote of him. He had an orator's fire and passion. Also, the orator's eccentricities. And orators are known to be eccentric? That's a... I think at this time, maybe? Sure. Maybe like you like a stand-up comedian or something? Right. Yeah, you kind of... Sure. You got... Yeah. Well, that's what's implied. You got that green room attitude. In 1755, James married Ruth Cunningham. Okay. Of uh, Happy Days. Oh, yeah, right. She was a merchant's daughter and an heiress to a fortune worth over 10,000 pounds, okay. which I assume is a lot of money back sure, then. Sure, yeah. doesn't sound like shit right now. No. Particularly after Brexit. Right. The couple's politics were very different, though they were very in love with each other. They had three children, James, Elizabeth, and Mary. Okay. In 1756, James was appointed as an advocate general in the vice admiralty court. One of his duties was to prosecute smugglers. Okay. So now he's working for the man. Okay, so he's flipped. Well, yeah. Have we lost him? Well. Okay. Many New England merchants had resorted to illegal activities in order to avoid the burdensome acts of trade that controlled commerce throughout the British Empire. Okay. So there's there's fucked up trade rules that the Brits are throwing down on peeps. Sure. Is this... That's a, um, that's not written. Okay, it doesn't feel written. The crown then tried to crack or down. Rioted. Or rioted. Or rioted. Mm-hmm. The crown then tried to crack down on the smugglers with a new legal instrument, the writs of assistance. The writs of assistance. Yeah, it sounds good, right? Um, I don't know. It it doesn't. It sounds vague, which I th- I think is bad. The writs were general search warrants that let customs officials just enter businesses and homes without reason. So it's bad. To look for vaguely defined contraband. Oh my god. So Jesus. so the So illegal search and seizure. Yeah, so the the <laughs> British in response to people being upset about how they were treating them were like, "All right, how about if we just get to walk into your house?" Uh that feels like a gross overreaction. No, it'll be good, trust me. Hey, looks like we got some contraband over here. That's my dog. Yeah. So a lot of uh, colonists. I'm into dogs. A lot of colonists were not down with the Ritz. Not down with just people walking into your house. Right. Then Otis's father. Right. Putting on the Ritz. Right. Then Otis's father was beaten out of the chief justice job by. It it says a lot about the time that when you say beaten, the first thing I picture are clubs demolishing. I mean, I'm surprised that that's not what happened. Yeah. I'm surprised people didn't beat each other to, to death to become the well, chief. Well, you're fired. <laughs> so he's beaten out of the chief justice job by Thomas Hutchinson, who was lieutenant governor at the time. Okay. Otis went to Hutchinson. Oh, boy. And swore to him that he would get revenge. Oh, God. And that he would, quote, set the province in flames. Oh, God. So. So he's. 
He's pissed. Yeah, he's not fucking around. He's pissed. He doesn't like what happened to Daddy. Well, this guy's pissed. Yeah, he's angry. I mean, this guy's not not pissed. This is not a this is not a not pissed man. And this is also again. I mean, these are eras where it sounds like when you make threats, nobody was kidding. No, no, like, everyone now was it's like, like, it's so easy, uh, like, to get into an argument from your car. I'll burn the privacy down. Or, you know, like, all on right. Facebook. But, like, if you're in person being like, I'm going to burn down the goddamn province, you're like, oh, oh he's really going to burn down the normally province. Normally, people cash in. He also, he also decided to represent pro bono the merchants who were challenging whether or not the writs of assistance were legal. So, so he, he bails on his job. Uh huh. And now he's immediately switches sides. Okay. Now like it. A, like it. He's back in the, back in the, peoples i like it at the trial in 1761 otis gave one hell of a speech for five hours oh god john adams wrote quote jesus god stop (laughs) enough (laughs) we get it oh after hour three he was just doing the same material a second time it felt like how about taking it down a notch all crowd work john adams wrote quote then and there the child independence was born the child independence. I don't think he was being literal. I think he was. Um, yeah. They. There. It wasn't. It wasn't such a long speech that children were being born. Right. I mean, it probably was, but not in the courtroom. Right. What he's saying is, independence was birthed. This is the beginning of American independence. Okay. This speech. Okay. Bostonians were so impressed with his speech that they elected him to the Massachusetts House of Representatives right after. Okay. In the House, he led Patriots' efforts to challenge a bunch of British laws and taxes, which got him more fame with each outspoken defense of the colonists' freedoms. Okay. So he's fucking... So he's he's, he's going for it. I mean, as you know, the famous Otis James. Well, and one thing I've always loved about Odie, and I call him Odie just Mm -hmm. because I have a shorthand with this Sure, uh, and you like Garfield. Pardon? Oh, he hates Mondays. Um, What's the topic? (laughs) <laughs> I couldn't figure out what this was And then I just realized what it is well, There's no need to bring it up <laughs> He uh, gained a reputation <laughs> As a fiery, brilliant, and erratic man Okay Was he erratic? Uh, no, he was erratic Okay But in that he could have also been erratic Yeah Based which, on what we've heard Right, okay Friends called him Furio What the hell? Can we do that more as friends? Can I call you Furio? <laughs> yeah, it totally makes cool? sense. His rival Hutchinson. Oh, shit. Was that a shot? No, that's a firework. Oh, right. Dodgers. We're near 4th of July. Dodgers and 4th of July. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Jose doesn't like them. Uh, <laughs> no, reason. I don't know why the cat just ran uh, across the room, freaked out. Where'd he run to? To his daddy's daddy. loving arms. To his daddy. Daddy's loving arms. Um, so his rival Hutchinson. Nicknamed him the Grand Incendiary. Still playing uh, the nickname. Uh, that's still a good nickname. I would not have any problem with that at I all. I take that over Furio. Are you fucking the kidding Grand me? The Grand Incendiary. Yeah, bring it. That's better for you. <laughs> his speeches were in, uh, his speeches inflamed the colonists and inspired them to resist. John Adams said, "Quote: Otis was a flame of fire." With a promptitude of classical illusions. I have no idea what that means. Words are made up a lot in a history. Depth of research. Promptitude. A rapid summary of historical events and dates a profusion of legal authorities. He's definitely so, fudging some. Why well, he. I mean, he's using a lot of words, but he's saying this dude's rad. Yeah. 
summary. This dude's this rad. Dude's rad. Um, he didn't come up with the phrase taxation without representation is tyranny, but he pushed the idea big time. And as time went by, his opposition to taxation increased. In 1764, he wrote a pamphlet that expanded this argument called The Rights to the British Colonies Asserted and Proved, in which he said England had no authority to tax the colonies unless they got a seat in Parliament. Wow. Totally reasonable. Yeah. yeah. And now looking back, shouldn't you have given a seat in Parliament? Yeah. Oh, God. Imagine how much they would have oh. regret- regretted that move now. Such a, yeah. We'd just have some slob. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was on the iPad. Uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> would the gentleman from the United States of America please yield the floor? Pull my finger. Oh, my Lord. How <laughs> can he still have more after all the other finger pulls? Um... The pamphlet was actually argued about in pamphlet? Parliament oh my God. itself. Like, they got a hold of it, and they discussed it. Where Lord Mansfield said, quote, It is said the man is mad. This book is full of wildness. Okay. That's like... That's he's, like not, he's not a great order. That's, well, that's like dropping a bomb. I mean... But as far as the man is mad comment, there, there was something to it. Otis did have a reputation. He was a bit mad. In his diary, John Adams compared Otis to British Admiral Montagu. Oh, well, I never. <laughs> the nerve of Adams. Do you still have your, your painting of Montagu in your... I sold it, but only because I'm going to get a Montague room. Oh, Jose is going after a bug. A nope, nope. Now Gareth is going after a bug. You guys need to work together better. Uh, Montague was known to be very vulgar. Okay. Quote... My wife's dead arse is so broad that she and I can't sit in a chariot together. This is the nature of the beast and the common language of the man. Admiral Montague's conversation, by all I can learn of it, is exactly like Otis's when he is both mad and drunk. (laughs) Wait, what did the guy say? What did Montague say? Montague said, my wife's dead arse is so broad that she and I can't sit in a chariot together. So this is like history's Larry the Cable guy. (laughs) I mean, he's working at a different... He's, he's doing a My Wife is So Fat joke. Yeah, yeah. You know, you might just be a colonist. <laughs> if you refer to your pockets as tea bag holders, you just might be a colonist. Well, come on. The if t- you refer to your trip over from England as my bout with scurvy, you might just be a colonist. <laughs> yeah. If you've had 13 children, nine are dead, and one went to Harvard at nine, well, guess what, my friend? You just might be a colonist yourself. <laughs> uh, you're doing pretty good for guys who know shit about history. <laughs> but I, I, my bench is tapped. No more players right in the pine now. I've put everyone in. In March 1765, Parliament imposed the Stamp Act, which was basically a huge tax. Otis led the Massachusetts legislature's opposition to the law. The Townsend Acts levied new taxes on the colonists two years later and revived the writs of assistance. Jesus. That's when Otis and Samuel Adams, like the people in America and the colonies are like, hey, how about some representation? And English response is, what about more taxes? Right. So I don't know why it didn't work out. No. 
That's when Otis and Samuel Adams co-wrote the Massachusetts protest letter. Oh, so they're coming together now. Yeah, and it's the same thing. No authority to tax the colonies, etc. This time, King George III read it and was livid. It's great. He declared the letter seditious and demanded that the House rescind it. Otis fired back, quote, let Britain rescind her measures or the colonies are lost forever. Oof. He's fucking I mean, that's it. not going to make I him mean, happy. Yeah, he's fucking dropping <laughs> and bombs. And that, again, it's so great that it's like the, the time in between contact. I know. You have seven days of stewing. No, it's coming like, across on a fucking boat. Like, if you don't get a text boat. back in three hours, you're like, well, you're dead. Someone's it's dead. It's got to be weeks. I don't know about weeks, but I don't know how long. I, we should figure out how long it took to cross the Atlantic back then, but I would think 14 days minimum. Yeah. Yeah, you're, that's weeks. Yeah. You're definitely, t- I mean, whatever it is, it, it's, even if it was 10 days, it's probably you're stewing. Mm-hmm. Middle of the night, just sitting there. Oh, we better not, if he writes something snarky. Now. It you- will be if I receive another seditious pamphlet. Now it's instantaneous on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's noticed. <laughs> so the House rejected the King's uh, demand by letter. And then the governor of Massachusetts was pissed, and he dissolved the legislature. He dissolved the legislature? Yeah, so the entirely. governor is a, is a British guy. Right. So, so he right. dissolves the Massachusetts legislature. Bold swings. Now, all this defiance hurt Otis's marriage. Ruth was a loyalist and a Tory. And a Tory? A Tory. What's a Tory? Uh, do you know anything about the elections over there right now? Where, in England? Yeah. May is a Tory. Oh, May is a Tory. Yeah. Okay. So, I know how I feel about the Tories. <laughs> she was very against her husband's politics. John Adams wrote in his I'm diary... I'm Tory, but I just don't agree with you. <laughs> John Adams wrote in his diary, quote, He mentioned his wife, said she was a good wife, too good for him, but she was a Tory. Oh. She gave him lectures. Ugh. So, she just sounds awful. In joining the legislature and taking political positions, it cost Otis... He sounds like he's trying to make it work, though. Yeah, he's... I mean, yeah. But that's the thing. You know, it, look, if you're... If you marry a Tory and you're not a Tory, you know the deal. You know the deal. You're, you're going to have lot some of, Tory arguments. There's going to be a lot of fucking speeches. Yeah, she was a Tory when he married her. Always a Tory. Once a Tory, always a Tory. Always said that. Always said that. Uh, in joining the legislature and taking political positions, it cost Otis much of his law practice. And... Adams realized it would cost Otis more. Of Otis's speaking, a schedule of speaking out against Britain at town meetings. So he has a, he's going around all over the place speaking out at town uh-huh. meetings. Adams said, quote, that way madness lies. Okay. Like, I think he's just putting himself out there too far. Right. Otis's open advocacy of American rights upset many officials. His election to the speakership of the general court in 1766 was voided by the governor. Jeez. At the same time, Otis saw dark times approaching. He told the legislature, quote, the times are dark and trying. We may soon be called on uh, in turn to act or to suffer. Okay. Soon after, four British customs commissioners in Boston complained to London about Otis. Furious, Otis went after them in a local paper, calling them, quote, Superlative blockheads. Nice. And he threatened to break the head of Commissioner John Robinson. Not as uh, not, not as wordsmithish, not but as still uh, <laughs> nice. Nice to know he's got both. Uh, so he threatened to beat a guy down. Yeah, that's pretty clear. 
the next night he went looking for him. Oh, God. Again, threats are real. Otis found Robinson at the British coffee house near the wharf and demanded a gentleman's satisfaction. Oh, God. These, I mean, we got to start using some of these. Right? Again. Don't you think? The yes. great incendiary? I demand a gentleman's satisfaction. Yes. Robinson grabbed Otis by the nose. What, uh, okay. Now, what did he ask for? <laughs> a gentleman's what? Satisfaction. A gentleman's satisfaction. Yeah. And his nose gets grabbed immediately. It doesn't seem like a gentleman's satisfaction. We, as far as what I know. Mo. What I know about gentleman's satisfaction. Right. Uh, the two men fought, uh, exchanging blows and using their canes. Oh, nice. All yeah. right. So this is a real penguin no, fight. It's not, a, it's not a fuck around. So it's a loyalist coffee house. And many of the loyalists in there pushed Otis and shouted for his death while British officers stood by and watched. In the end, Otis was left bleeding on the floor. Months later, he still had a deep scar. John Adams said, quote, you could lay a finger in it. Oh, why? Why did he say that? You got to gauge the depth of the scar. Ah, it's much. Just put your finger right in there. Ah. Otis, let me see here. Oh, good I Lord. say, my index fits right in there yeah, like a glove. That's quite a scar. Yeah, and I actually don't think it was that size until you started measuring it with your finger. Everybody's poking it and making it deeper. Look at this. Hey, Bobby, come here. Look, I've got brain. Holy moly, call Larry over. Oh, I bet Larry could get his you-know-what inside there. My weenie. That's right, Larry. Hello, that's I'm... That's right. I'm bad Larry. Let him out the cage. So Otis sued Robinson and won 2,000 pounds in damages. Okay. That's a shitload of money yes. back then. Well, yeah, but he got, he got beaten down. But also, why go there? Why go to the place? Yeah, why, why make it an away game? Otis doesn't always think. Uh, yeah, well, that's, that's not going to get any better with a finger-sized hole in his head. Otis passed on the $2,000 award in I want what's in the box. I want what's in the box. <laughs> I want what's in the box. Give me the box. Well, he got a published apology from Robinson. Instead of the two grand. Yeah. Wow. I would have taken the two grand. Absolutely. The trauma unhinged the already teetering Otis. He started drinking a lot and saying he regretted opposing the British. Oh. He just wandered the streets of Boston drunk. Adams wrote, quote, he rambles like a ship without a helm. I fear I tremble. I mourn for the man and for his country. That was in the summer. By February, Adams wrote Otis was, quote, raving mad, raving against father, wife, brother, sister, friend. Oh, boy. So he really got the shit beat out of him. Things aren't going well. Hutchinson wrote in his diary that Otis's madness seemed to come and go. After Otis stopped an anti-British vote in the legislature, he wrote, quote, Otis appeared and spoke so well against it that he prevented its passing. Otherwise, it would have. Wow. He dressed himself very decently on that occasion, but soon returned to his sordid dress and demeanor out on the streets. Okay. So he's... So it sounds like he has... Not looking the it role. It sounds like he has like a, a bipolar situation because he... It sounds like he goes into these manic phases and then he... Comes out of them. And, I, and, it, and it sounds like... I, I don't know if this is how this works, but it, whatever the, the injury he sustained, which was clearly a brain injury, exacerbated whatever condition he right. had. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think it would cause it, but yeah, it could definitely. No, he was clearly, he was clearly a little, a little uh, on the crazy side before right. he had some sort of mental condition. Right. A real Montague. Yeah. Uh, still, 
he was reelected to the House in 1771. God damn, man. We just like, you know, honestly, we are a country of option A. We close the deal. We're like, we just take it. Ah, he's all right. Yeah. Didn't he just walk by pissing and screaming? Yeah, but I recognize his name. Yeah, yeah. So, Otis. Him. That's the one. Yeah, the one with the sausage size hole in his head. But he the was... one Larry's been having sex with in his head. <laughs> that one. But he was too much of a mental mess to play much of a role. John and Samuel Adams and other friends still supported and socialized with him, but they weren't surprised when he went nuts. In December, Otis was carried away with his hands and feet bound. He went to live with different friends in the countryside, alternating between lucid moments and relapses. Oh, boy. The revolution was not great for his family, who were divided. His wife, Rose, refused to sleep with him as long as he opposed British rule. God damn. I mean, they... So as soon as he went over to start talking shit about the British, he didn't give a fuck no more. But also... Wait, when he made the move to stop talking shit about the British? No, when he when he made the move to to break with the crown and right. and he didn't have sex anymore. Yeah. That was the end of sex. No, he's real I mean he likes complicated situations. Yeah. Uh his son James Otis the third enlisted in the American Navy and died in a British prison at eighteen. His daughter Elizabeth was a loyalist and she married a British captain and moved to England. Oh boy. Otis disowned her. Oh, God. His younger brother, Samuel Otis, was the first secretary also, of the U.S. Senate. It also feels like she disowned him, and then he yeah, just wanted yeah. to label it. Yep, yeah. She yeah. married a British guy and moved to England. That's yeah. kind of being like, yeah, I'm out of here. And he's like, well, if you're leaving, you're disowned. <laughs> Otis's friends took on leadership roles in the revolution that Otis might have assumed. And his sister, Mercy I thought it was his daughter. Okay. His sister, Mercy, organized political meetings and published anti-British political satires that also attacked Hutchinson. She was one of the first women in America to write for the public and a great voice for the revolution. That's good. Hell of a fucking family. Yeah, seriously. Mercy often wrote about her loved ones in poems, but she never wrote about her mother. So there was something up with the mom. In this family. Hmm. Uh, when visiting Mercy, Otis talked about how he hoped to die. Quote, my dear sister, I hope when God... I really thought there was going to be more to that. <laughs> uh, you know, I hope to die gloriously. No. I hope to die. Wait do you hear how he hopes to die. My dear sister, I hope to die when God Almighty in his righteous providence shall take me out of time into eternity that I will be taken by a flash of lightning. Oh, shit. So he, he just asked... He he just basically asked God to kill him by lightning. I mean, that's where he's at. He's Can like, you imagine that? Like, I want to be taken like, out. Expecting what's coming out, you know? You know, I just want to make sure that when I go, you know how I want to go. How? No, how? Tell me. I want to be killed by lightning. Okay, that's... that's no, 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 wait, listen, listen. It's really it's, hard. No, we're supposed to get... It's really we're hard. It's supposed to rain later. No, it's uh, still hard. Please, look, listen to okay, me. Okay. Listen to me. I'm dying. Okay. And I and I want the last okay. thing I feel yeah. to be lightning. Okay, that's not. I, and I, and, and okay. it's got to be a big bolt too because I don't want to live after it. Okay. So I want to be killed yeah. by a big one. It's not a thing. It's not going to happen. Make it happen. It's not going to happen. R- come on, not with that it's attitude. Fucking lightning. Well, 
Get it in a bottle. I've heard of right. that. That's okay. just become you're, a thing people no, are saying. Your, remember, everyone said you're crazy. You're fucking crazy. You're crazy. All right. Well then. All right. New one. No. I want to be. I want to die inside the belly of a whale. Okay. But I want to be eaten and, li- and live in there. God, I'm gonna go. Lightning's the other option. Okay. I think lightning would be easier okay, for you. Bye. Good guy. Uh, in early 1783, Otis came back to Boston, and his friend John Hancock, who was then the Massachusetts governor, threw a public dinner to mark his return. But the speeches and toasts threw off Otis's mental balance, and oh. his family had to take him back to the countryside. Oh, shit. When he got there, Otis burned most of his personal papers. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's fucking done. Yes. On May 23rd, 1783, he was at the house of Mr. Isaac Osgood, <clears throat> leaning on his cane at the front door, watching a thunderstorm when he was struck by lightning. Shut <laughs> your mouth! Shut your mouth! Shut up! What? <laughs> Shut up! He was instantly killed. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god, yes! <laughs> what? <laughs> Holy shit. The Boston Gazette. Dave. He was instantly killed. Several persons were in the house at the time, some of whom were violently affected by the shock, but immediately (gasps) recovered, ran to Mr. Otis' support, but he had already expired without a groan. What? (laughs) Okay, look. Oh, my God. How is that the ending? That's the ending. I want to talk for an hour now. That's the ending. Okay, so... It is the ending? Well, okay. Ruth never changed her mind about being a loyalist. John Adams wrote that the revolution caught, uh, cost Otis more than almost any man in the Patriot uh, cause. Three months after his death, the country fully earned its independence. Okay, great ending. I still can't get past what just happened. <laughs> he babe Ruth to lightning He bolt. fucking he babe Ruth lightning. Shot. He babe Ruth lightning. Yeah. Okay, now... And either way, this is amazing. Yeah. But was it totally random, or he was out there because there's a storm, and he's thinking no, maybe? From I mean, possibly. But even then, but the everything odds are so astronomical. But it sounded right? like he was just standing in the door. He might have been standing in the doorway, going, "Man, I wish I would get hit by this lightning." And then it did hit him. To 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 to, to have it happen in a doorway. I mean, he is holding his cane, Still, so it's probably metal. Right. Fair. But even then. He's not going to the field with his no, cane no. He's just in the doorway. He's in the doorway. I mean, the the lightning it's like hit. Like he's lazy about the this. lightning hit the house and set it on fire. Like it oh, fucked it, up the okay. house. But then that's crazy. But no one else died. That's even if he attracted it. I mean, that is. His last words were, "Come to me, baby." What? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean. Oh uh, yeah, I mean honestly, if if that's how if you're like the kid and you see him and people are running to his side, you're pretty much Keanu Reeves at the end of uh, Point Break, right? Yeah, Patrick Swayze's off on the wave and people are like, "Well, arrest him when he gets back," and you're like, "He's not coming back." <laughs> it's like, let's go see if Dad's all right. Trust me, Dad got what he wanted. Leave him be. Ah, uh, so he's just a cooked Otis. Well, there but we go. but it's crazy. So. This was the this was the guy yeah. who basically, through his speeches, kicked off the revolution. You've never heard of him. No one's ever fucking heard of him. No. And then he was also clearly had a mental issue. And then that makes you wonder if the people that, I mean, are the people who really step out to make change, 
who really do the thing that make the bold fucking move do some of them have a little bit something off maybe yeah. that's something that it takes you know uh, i mean you know i think yeah i think a lot of times you know leaders or people who do cause change are people who are very are flawed in ways that yeah. you know yeah uh, but but even still you know if you have a mental disease like the the idea of you know s- doing something like that and and being such a big part of change i mean it's just it's almost more impressive yeah because the idea that you have to kind of reset and if if he was bipolar i mean that's just you know that's hard thing to maintain fuck yeah uh but also i'm going to remember this guy as the guy who babe ruth light <laughs> if that's okay with everything we sign lightning thank you Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with gareth and jake i don't remember how we did it but either way fun half hour comes out tuesday august 22nd and the episodes will be out every tuesday and friday we're here to help oh hey there everybody it's gareth you know from this uh this podcast uh listen i've got some stand-up shows i'm inviting the garmy the gareth army to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it let's see you there